March 6, 2020. Dear Mari, I forgive you. You made choices and mistakes that you thought were the best choice. You did not realize that you were functioning out of fear and lack. Now you are functioning from your soul. Your low vibrations do not define your life. Your past choices do not define your life. You are constantly re-establishing yourself, learning, growing. Your soul knows what choices to make. Listen to your soul. Listen to your intuition. You are no longer the same person who made those mistakes. You have learned and you have grown. You're constantly learning and growing. You're learning how to act out of love and truth. You're learning to stop negative speak and speak only from a higher vibration. You are learning how to be a better friend to yourself and others. Mari, I forgive you for not putting in the work you needed to. I forgive you for self-sabotaging. I forgive you for putting us in danger. I forgive you for not always being the best partner. I forgive you for not always being the best worker. I forgive you for not always being the best friend. You no longer need to feel guilty over these things. You have learned that each chance is a new day to be better. I forgive you for acting out of fear rather than love. You have learned how to identify that fear and alleviate it with love. I love you very much, Mari. Hello, friends. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Manifesting Mari. Yeah, um, I'm I'm Mari, and I'm manifesting right now. At this moment, ooh, I'm really manifesting myself. Um, <laughs> weirdo. Uh, so yeah, today, um, kids, we're gonna talk about shame and guilt and regret. You know, things that we want to just sweep under the rug, keep in the closet, and say, okay, those things happen. They're all learning um, experiences, and they don't define who I am, and now we get to move forward learning what we knew. Great. Um, You know, A plus for spiritual bypassing on my part. Um, (laughs) um, because, you know, although all those things, although all those things are, are are true, right? Like the experiences we have are learning experiences. Um, there really is no point to kind of like sit in that, um, well, I don't want to say sit in it. There's no point in like staying in the regret and staying in the shame, um, but also, I, I think we need to be able to, to, to sit with it. And we need to be able to feel where that regret and that shame comes from. Um, because usually that, a lot of times that regret and shame just comes from us realizing that we made a mistake. That we were wrong. 
that things didn't play out the way we thought it would. And those feelings suck. You know, it sucks to feel like you're wrong. Like, we're, we're taught and conditioned that it is good and better to be correct, to be right, to the point where we're not admitting when we're wrong and we get mad at other people when we are wrong. When we're the ones who are wrong, we get mad at other people for pointing out our mistakes, our wrongness. And we kind of like don't sit with the fact that we are fucking fallible human beings. Um, I was going to tell a really funny story that my close friends know um, about being wrong and being fallible. Um, You know, I think I'm going to post it on the Patreon. So uh, it's a really great story about someone close to me who I love very much um, saying that having sex on your period gives you cancer. (laughs) And obviously they're very wrong, but they did not want to admit that they were wrong. And they got mad at me for calling, for for challenging their education and their intelligence. Um, (laughs) Which, yeah, I get it. Like, I get mad when people make me feel stupid and shit. But it's like, hey, sometimes you're wrong. And um, it's okay to admit that. Um... And it's okay to feel shitty that you're wrong because it doesn't feel good. Like, we're not, like, you know, in elementary school, when you get something wrong, it's not even a, even the consolation prize of good try, but that's not it. And people are like, damn, like, I really thought I had that shit. Like, you get upset and then you see somebody get it right and, like, they're rewarded, whether it's with, um, positive affirmations you know whether it's you know you get a treat or something you get some kind of reward it's like shit bitch like I thought I was right like like I I think we're not really taught how to um gracefully be wrong um and I think that's hard it's hard to gracefully be wrong like I'll admit it I've been wrong so many times in my life to the point where I'm like no that's just the way I view it I'm not wrong (laughs) such a stubborn bitch (laughs) the reason why I have friends is like really (laughs) earth shattering to me but thank you for guys you still love me um Okay, yeah, shame, guilt. Um, I remember in my, like, college years, I would be like, you know, I have no regrets. Everything happens for a reason. And it's like, you know, did I say that already? I'm tired. It's early. Um, But yeah, I realized that that's, like, a certain level of spiritual bypassing that, like, um... Even now to this day, like, uh, I, I sincerely do believe that everything happens for a reason. All the good and the bad are all part of this, like, chaotic structure that this world feeds off of. And uh, everything really is a learning experience. But also at the same time, like, you're allowed to feel shitty over the shitty things that happened. Um, 
me and my one friend, we always have this discussion over the whole everything happens for a reason. Because like it that 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 I, I think that's true. I personally think that's true. Um but I, I think that's also a hard pill to swallow. Like you know, like my friend would bring up like how do you explain like a child who dies? Like you know, you can't go up to a family who's grieving and be like, everything happens for a reason. But of course you wouldn't fucking do that. Like, the whole everything happens for a reason, that's, I don't think that's for you to tell anybody else but your goddamn self. I think everything happens for a reason is a statement that you use for your own self-reflection on your own life. Because you can only process that from your own experiences. Like, God, can you imagine at a funeral? Hey, I'm so sorry for your loss, but everything happens for a reason. Yo, <laughs> yo, I can only imagine if someone came up to me, was like, hey, I'm so sorry your dad passed away, but everything happens for a reason. You want to know who did that? I did. I did that to myself. <laughs> you want to know why? Because I still can't sit with the feelings that my dad has passed away. But that's my own fucking journey. And goddamn, if somebody came to my face and told me that. Be like everything happens for a reason. That's why your dad is dead. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. Um, but you know, I listen. If somebody came to me and said that, like to my face, I'd be pissed. But I'd be like, mm. okay, <laughs> you're right. And um, you know, everything happens for a reason. I think is only half of it, right? And like the spiritual bypassing. Um, the the realization that this world, this instance, whatever's happening right now, isn't isn't the the defining moment. It, you know, it is. It's just part of a whole. Um, that's the thing. I think we're missing the other part. Every everything happens for a reason. That's only half of it. You know, right now I'm playing around with the idea that everything happens for a reason to teach us that. A, things don't always play out the way we need, or things don't always play out the way we want them to, or B, everything has, everything happens for a reason to teach us that nothing lasts forever. Like, those are the two things that, um everything happens for a reason statement is is helping me explore right now because um i i feel like we get we get attached to things to people we get attached to ideas expectations you know and and sometimes things just don't play out the way we think it will um I had this uh, job where I was a mm, well, I'm trying to think of which one I'll talk about first. You know, I'll talk first. I'll talk about like me being a nanny. Um, I was a nanny for a child who was um, on a national tour for a musical. It was actually really cool. And um, the child was uh, the, the granddaughter of a very close family friend of ours. And um, I expected things to go well. Well, first of all, like my first gut feeling, man, 
I just need to always listen to my gut. But, you know, even when I hear my gut and I go, no, 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 we got this. Um, I feel like it's just a lesson that I needed to learn at that time or a lesson that I needed to uh, an experience I needed to go through in order for me to to look back on it and, and learn a lesson. Um, but yeah, so I was a nanny um, and I traveled to New York City, to Connecticut, and to LA for like, how many months was it? Maybe April, May, June, like three, three, four, four months about. Um, yeah, uh, so I had a lot of great expectations, like the family, I love the family, they're so, like, I was so close to them, um, the, the grandmother uh, is very close to me, I grew up knowing the family, and I saw these kids, you know, they were part of this, you know, community I was part of, and, um, you know, I, the parents I thought were great, well, I, I was closer to the, the father, um, I didn't really know the mother that well, but I assumed, okay, great family, like great people. Like I love them. Okay. Like the child is probably going to be great. I will say this right now. This child at that time was a child, you know, I think they were 11. I think, yeah, 11, eight. I don't know. They were a kid, like, like eight, eight to 11 years old, somewhere around there at the time. And, um, yeah, this kid, yo, listen, she did some, some sneaky ass shit. Like, uh, she, long story short, she was a brat. I'll say it. And, uh, I'll say it now also, like, she was a brat, I think, because from what I learned her, with interacting with her mom, her mom was a brat. I'll say it. I'm not saying anyone's names, but if you know my situation, <laughs> hey, if you're listening, my bad. Like, that's what I, th- those are my observations. You're probably not that person right now. You probably want to look back and be angry, fine, but like, man. Yo, this kid took my phone because she was like, oh, can I look something up? Like, okay. Yo, this sneaky ass kid went into my fucking fingerprint shit to unlock my phone and she saved her fingerprint as one of my fingers so she could get onto my phone whenever the fuck she wanted what that sneaky little bitch but you know what like part of me is like a little proud about that i'm like damn that's slick but like bitch that's my shit like i have personal stuff on there that you're not supposed to see and you know what i'm pretty goddamn sure she saw some shit she wasn't supposed to see and you know what shit it happened listen I'm a grown-ass adult I had some pictures on there that was not for a child to see and listen I really regret not realizing that in time and also I like how am I supposed to address that shit I didn't know I was what 22 23 years old like my goal was to make sure this kid was safe make sure she was taken care of you know I didn't I didn't how was I supposed to discipline this child? Like, what? I don't know. It was a really wild situation. And, you know, it, it, like, I had this gut feeling. I remember when her grandma first asked me if I wanted to do it. 
I had this gut feeling like, no, don't do it. But then like I talked myself out of that. Like I was like, oh, this is a great opportunity. What else am I doing? Da 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 da. You get to travel. The family's great. Da 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 da. And I really convinced myself. And then in the midst of it, I was like, oh, this is just not it. Because a lot of decisions that the mother made for the daughter, I was like, wow, like this kid, first of all, like the mom, like, didn't allow the kid to like have a lot of like downtime. It was weird because it was like on the days off, like the girl wanted to like hang out with the other kids and this and that, but the mom didn't want the kid to hang out with the other kids because she didn't quote unquote want her to become influenced. I don't know. Um, which, hey, that's the mother's decision. I'm just here to like respect it, right? <laughs> But then it would just be, like, me and this kid, like, by ourselves, like, we, like the kid would take dance lessons, like, they would find a local dance center to send the kid so she could dance, and then we would, like, go to the mall, and the kid would literally be, like, playing by herself, like, as much as I could engage with her, like, she needed other kids to be with, and, like, the mom just didn't allow that, and, like, I felt really bad about that, like... And there were times where, like, I had to advocate for the child, where I was like, you know what, I think she would she would have a fun, more fun time being with her friends right now. Like, she really doesn't want to do the things you want her to do. Like, I don't know. It was wild, man. Um, so, I, I, I'll, I made a lot of mistakes in that job. And in the midst of it, I realized, wow, like, I'm, like, really miserable being here because I thought the situation was going to play out differently. Like, I was originally supposed to be on that tour for, like, I think six months. After three months, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it was, it was no longer worth it for me, like the expectation I had, and here's the thing, like, I could have, rather than releasing the situation, I could have just released the expectation, but also, I was, like, 23 at the time, I was, like, screw this, I don't need this in my life, <laughs> like, and, the, and nannying wasn't even what I wanted to be doing, like, I wanted to try to find something in teaching, and, um, you know, why should I stay in a situation that isn't what I really want to be doing, um, because I feel bad, because I want to make somebody else happy. Like, I know, like, whenever I try to make somebody else happy over my own happiness, I, like, instantly fail. That's that's it. Like, trying hard for somebody else where when my own motivation is gone. Like, that's, that's a recipe for failure for me. Um, so, yeah, so I, I had to leave. And, and unfortunately, like, I told the mom and then I told the dad who I was closer to and I straight up told them like you know I want to be out by this date like and I didn't want to give them a you know whenever you find the time whenever you're able to because also at the end of the day like I could I, I was unable to keep putting myself in like, I had to advocate for myself, like, you know, it was difficult for me to advocate for this child against their parents, because my role was to, like, 
be the parental figure. So I'm like, okay, well, nobody's advocating for me. I need to advocate for myself. And I needed to put, you know, I told them like, you know, I, I, I want to be out by this date. And the father got really mad at me, which is understandable. Like here's somebody you trusted to take care of your child. And here they are fucking bailing. And now you're scrambling and your life is thrown off because of somebody else's decision yeah like it's it it was fucked it was a really sad fucked situation um and you know I I I think it took me a while to really look at it and process it and like look at all the ways that I was not able to really speak up when I needed to and able to realize and listen to my gut excuse me um when I knew something was wrong, you know? And I think, like, being able to listen to your intuition and listen to your gut, like, that's something that, um, it's, it's a, it's a work in progress, at least for me, because, you know, I, I think we're raised to adhere to what we think other people want for us, and we're taught not to trust our own intuition we're taught to second guess ourselves like if I had listened to my original intuition like that said no don't do this like that all of that wouldn't have happened right but I think in all of that happening because I made the decision to like I made the decision to not listen to my gut um and through that I learned that things don't always play out the way that we want I learned that the expectations we have for people, they're not, they're not always going to be true. Like, and you need to meet people where they are. And I've also learned that like, you're going to think you know how to do something. You're going to be so confident and you're still going to fuck up. I was very confident. Like, yeah, I could take care of this kid. Yeah, I'm going to be great. And then there were so many ways where I'm like, wow, am I being a good role model right now? No. Like, am I am I being able to really care for this child? I, I, don't, I don't know. I definitely made sure she was fed and she was tended to. But in terms of being able to allow the child to grow and learn in this experience she was having like I wasn't equipped to do that for her because I was 23 years old and still very much childlike myself you know I I was like okay this is an opportunity for me to travel for me to have fun da, 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 da. and I did travel and I did have fun yo I got into wild shit oof hose in different area codes, man. That's another thing I learned. I was like, oof, girl, you have a problem. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, because also I learned in those situations that um, there were lots of times where like my gut was screaming, you shouldn't be here, get the fuck out. And I just didn't listen to it. Um, But yeah, like, those are two big things that I really learned um, from that experience. you know, sometimes you think you could do something, but it it just doesn't play out, you know? There, there are bigger things working that we can't see, you know? Um, also, like, I think if we don't really truly recognize, like, our own faults and our own shortcomings, um, 
we kind of get this like blind confidence, which I think is good, right? I think I think we should come to a point where, you know, if you think you should you can do something, if you believe that you can do something, then do it. But like the truth is sometimes things don't play out the way you want it to. Like um shortly after my nanny thing, um was it shortly after? Probably about like the next year. Um I found a uh, a job at a daycare. I was with the daycare for about a year and a half, and then I realized, okay, like, I I got into role of, like, head teacher, and I was like, okay, like, this is no longer working for me, like, I just, like, it was a lot, it was a great school, I loved it, but I realized, okay, like, I need to respectfully bow out of this position, and then I did, and here's my toxic trait, I always come back to things I leave, <laughs> because I don't know how to leave things, um, yeah, it was like, it wasn't working out. So I left and then I came back for a visit. And then like, I saw the ways, oh, here's me like, okay, ego, I saw the ways that I could make it better. And I thought I could make it better. So I took off I like, I how did I do this, man, like, (laughs) I basically leveraged myself into a role where I started running the school. Like, everything just worked out where it's, like, the the person running the school at the time was getting real tired. The original person who, who originally hired me, they were, you know, had two young kids, was having a third child. So they needed somebody who, with an education background, you know, like, and I worked with them. They worked with me and, you know. We had confidence in each other. I had confidence in myself. And, you know, I went and I did it and that working that managerial position I learned that um a big thing that I learned is how how to that that what words am I looking for um working that position I learned that you need to ask for support if you need it, right? It's like, it's still like advocating for yourself. I never really knew how to advocate for myself. It's very hard. I'm still learning. I'm almost 30. I'm still learning how to advocate for myself. Um, You know, say, hey, I need help. Hey, I need support. Um, Also, like admitting that you can't do something. I think that's really hard for me because like, I like to be like, I can do this. I got this. Um... But then it's like, I guess, a form of spiritual bypassing. Because, yeah, I can do it. But it's like, you need to recognize where you're lacking. You need to recognize where you need support. And um, I didn't realize that I needed more support than I was admitting. And it all just became very overwhelming. And I didn't know how to get out of it. And I didn't know how to change. Well, I didn't know how to change the situation I was in other than leaving it. Um, And it came to a point where I was so overwhelmed by the position that I was taking on so much that I was forgetting things. Like, 
I forgot to put in a whole deposit. I don't know how. Like, how did I forget that? Like, what? Like, I was forgetting to be a good leader for my employees, which, like, kind of sucks because I think it kind of ruined one of my friendships, you know? Because I wasn't able to show up properly. I don't know how to put it. Um, I'm still working through the situation. I kind of swept it under the rug because I'm really ashamed of it. Like, I'm really ashamed that I really thought I could do it, but I couldn't. Um, I just took on more than I could chew. And it ended up like... I had so much on my plate between my own life and my work life that one day I just totally forgot to come in for somebody to open up this the 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 business and like I really fucked up and then that day I just resigned I was like I can't I can't do this I can't keep I can't I can't I can't that and that's all I kept on saying like I can't I can't do this I can't I can't I can't and it I I I didn't I didn't say those things until it came to a point where I absolutely couldn't handle it. it. Like I, there were so many times where I could have spoken up for myself and said, "Hey, I need support. I can't do this alone. Hey, I need support." But I don't know why. Like I'm still working on that. Why the fuck did I not speak up for myself? Oof, that's something to unpack with my therapist. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you know. What I learned from that is, like, sometimes you're not going to play out the way you think you will. You know, there are times where I think it's good to have confidence in yourself. I think it's good to go for things, but have that confidence and go for things knowing that you're still this fallible human being, that you can still fuck up, you know, and also realizing when... Being able to speak up for yourself when you need support, I think that's very important. Um, and that's also realizing that you can speak up, that you're allowed to speak up. I, I don't know, maybe I felt like I couldn't speak up. I don't, I'm trying, I'll re- unpack that later in my life. Um, yeah, like, you know. Sometimes, like, things don't play out the way we wanted to. And also, like, uh, a big thing that I learned is that, like, you know, don't take on things that aren't your problem. I had already left that school. Running it wasn't my problem. The way it ran wasn't my problem, but I made it my problem. I realized, like, this is my toxic trait as somebody who's a fucking fixer, and I need to fix things, and I need to help people. God, shut the fuck up, Mari. <laughs> like, um, I realized that, like, I felt like I needed to interject myself into these situations where I felt like I'm the one who can fix this. Like, oof, what an ego. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, ugh, I'm, like, disgusted. Think about it. You know, and because there's, you know, there's this one situation where I really inserted myself into something where I did not belong. And the universe was like, you dumb ass fucking bitch. 
you're really gonna put your your nose into this this has nothing to do with it you should have shut the fuck up um (laughs) but like in hindsight like in the moment of it all happening it was all so horrible and i like really regret the way it went about um I feel like I could have handled that situation with more grace and more patience. Um, But I didn't. (laughs) And it ended up, like, really hard. And I think I'm still, like, working through the shame of that and the guilt of that. Um, So what happened was... um, so my my brother is currently engaged to a wonderful woman who I thoroughly enjoy her as an existing human being. I think she's a great person. I think they have had um, a tumultuous history together. And um, although I did not understand or agreed with the way they conducted their relationship with each other they still constantly choose each other um which is their business right (laughs) like great i'm i'm happy that you know you have uh you guys have each other that you guys are each other's partners and even through your shortcomings you're willing to still you know show up and be there for each other like the things you know that Uh, I'm aware of that have transpired in their relationship like man couldn't be me but um you know we all stay in relationships for our own reasons um so long story short I decided to butt my big nose into my brother's business and um you know to be honest there was like a whole lot of shit talking happening about their relationship and um to admit it like I I wasn't, um, I was also guilty of it. Like, I don't know. It was weird because like, whether it's a level of projection of, of, of us or whether we were actually seeing the relationship for what it was, I don't know. But like so many people, including myself, we're listen I'll admit this listen bro I'm sorry listen sis I'm sorry but like this is the real of it like a lot of people were talking shit and to be honest I was one of them and we were just letting it happen because nobody wanted to put their business nobody wanted to 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 state exactly how they were feeling why because it's none of our goddamn business but also at the same time like we're still making it our business by talking shit like that's not a loving and supportive like, I don't know, if I love and support my brother, like, why am I talking shit? Right? Like, that's not the person that I want to be. And it came to a point where one of his friends called me and was like, I'm worried about your brother and this relationship that he's in. And it's like, um, they were really like about to get married. And, you know, I think there were ways that they were going about their relationship that I didn't see was right. But also, like I said, it's not of my goddamn business, but I made it my business. And then the moment I made it my business, I was like, oof, this ain't right. But also at the same time, like I'm very, I'm happy that I, I sat down with them and told them exactly how I was feeling. Um, 
because I I was I was holding back my own truth and just kind of letting shit happen um rather than like being very honest not only with myself but also with like people who I care about you know like I was really worried that like my brother and my future sister-in-law well she's basically my sister-in-law it's been how long now um that they were going on a very similar like destructive path that I saw other relationships you know and I was very worried for them and I was 1000% functioning out of fear you know I was thinking well what if this what if that and it was like what if it doesn't work what if it da 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 and it's like okay but like calm down (laughs) what if it does work like I didn't really think of that you know um so I was really functioning from this place of like here are these two people that I love and care about and I don't want either of them to be hurt but like I can't control that like their relationship is gonna play out the way it's gonna and um you know It's not a me problem. It shouldn't have been a me problem, but I made it a me problem. And that's my thing. Like, I have a very bad lack of boundaries. Um, I'm really bad with boundaries, and it's hard for me to distinguish, like, what's a me problem and what's not a me problem. And sometimes I take on problems that aren't me problems, but I I still take them on because I feel like I can fix everything in the world because I think I'm this stupid superhero. Um... But yeah, so like I straight up told my my brother and his fiance that I was like, I don't I don't think you should get married right now. I think that y'all have a lot to work on, like and I'm worried about you and like if you guys do decide to get married, like I don't know if I could like stand by you like And I felt I felt like I couldn't stand by them because of my own guilt that I've been holding all of this in. Like I I felt like I was a fucked up sister and a fucked up person for like here I am still talking shit here I am still allowing my family to talk shit and like I'm gonna be here next to you at the altar like smiling 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 when I'm just talking shit like I'm sorry that's fucked up in my opinion right that's me projecting my own opinion on their relationship again and their situation but like I don't know I felt guilty about that and you know rather than not talking shit I just told them like I'm talking shit because here's the thing like I I knew I wasn't going to stop talking shit because I was seeing things play out that I felt wasn't right um so my my choice was rather than stop talking shit I'm I'm going to be honest about my feelings with my my brother and my sister-in-law and you know that didn't really it was not graceful the way that all played out it was really hard and tumultuous and I think it created a strain in our relationship where um You know, I I feel like at one point I started parenting my brother. And I'm like, this this isn't my job. I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I shouldn't be telling my brother what to do. I shouldn't be making these, you know, decisions But uh, for him. But also at the same time, like, all the shit that I had in my head, like, I was finally letting it out. 
and unfortunately it came out in a very destructive way um but I'm very lucky and blessed that the people in my life have this really big capacity of love and forgiveness, um, which is also maybe even a toxic trait of like, it's family, you still forgive them. I don't know, I haven't figured that out yet. Um, but but that's what it came, comes down to, like, we're family, like, we still, you know, through all of that, we still love each other. And I think that... Um, me being able to forgive myself is number one and whether they forgive me or not like that's again a their business thing it seems like we have because me and my brother are cool um and I'm I'm cool with his fiance now but you know it happened like we we know it happened (laughs) like (laughs) we can't ignore it um but but what's very funny is that like that happened like January 2020 and then their wedding was supposed to happen in March, but then COVID happened, and I was like, oh my god, I'm this powerful witch, I manifest in that, it's like, shut up, Mari, tame your fucking ego, it's not about you and the shit you do, um, but yeah, but then COVID happened, and then they were really able to have more time to work on their relationship before like putting it all on paper and all that shit which like I'm really happy for them and I think watching them grow over this past year has been very wonderful and watching and being able to be happy for their relationship um has been wonderful because I for a long time like I wasn't happy for them and I think that's really what what it came down to like I I had to let them know not I had to let them know but like being able to speak my truth in that and being able to say like I'm not happy for you guys (laughs) and I want to be you know um like I think there's probably better ways to go about that um but in that coming out, I was able to be more honest with people, two people who I love very much, and I was able to realize that I can be honest, um, but there are better ways to do it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and I think also like the whole everything happens for a reason in that situation is that like everything happens for a reason because things don't always turn out the way we expect. Like I, I, you know, I, I, I was functioning out of this fear and this expectation that this relationship was going to fail. And, you know, I had to realize and release that that expectation um, you know, because of course I didn't want that relationship to fail. It's my brother. I love him and his fiance. I love her. I want them to be happy together, you know? So I was just functioning out of this fear and also like, I need to like let go of whatever expectation, whether they're going to be happy or not. That's not my business. (laughs) All I need to do is worry about my own joy and my own happiness for them. That has nothing to do with me. Um, And, you know, projecting my own fears and worries onto their relationship isn't going to fix or solve anything. It's just only going to create more problems because it's like, 
that's not a me problem. Um, you know, and I think that there are so many times where, like, looking back on my life, especially these three situations where I've, I've felt a lot of game, ga- game, what? Game and shilt? <laughs> Shame and guilt over. Um, you know, I had to really realize, like, what's a me problem? What can I take on? And what can't I take on? And now I really look at my life and I think, okay, what can I take on? What can't I take on? Um, What is my business? What isn't my business? And being very honest with myself. um, And I think the hard part now has been just like, because these things have happened, and I feel like I failed, I feel like I let down people, I feel like hurt people, like, those are things that I I don't want to do. Those are things that I don't want to be, right? I don't want to be somebody who lets somebody down. But, you know, it's I need to realize that that's it's going to happen. Like just because you disappoint someone doesn't mean you're a bad person. Disappointing things happen. Just because you fucked up once doesn't mean you're uh, you're a fuck up. That was just one fuck up. You know, um I've been listening a lot to like uh Jessa Reed's, um, what's it called? Oh, there's a creature on my fucking ceiling. What the fuck? I can't deal with that right now. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, I was listening to Jessa Reed's podcast, Soberish. Um, just really resonated with me. And she talks a lot about, like, it's no longer, like, the binary, like, just, like, duality itself doesn't exist i'm quoting this very horribly but it's basically like it's not like this and or it's not this or that anymore it's this and that it's like you're not either good or bad you are good and bad you're not this light you're not this dark you are light and dark and that's kind of something that i'm exploring right now it's like the things that you feel guilt about, the things you feel shame about, like, that's still part of your life. That's still part of your experience. And, um, I, I had this wonderful webinar with, uh, David, I'm gonna say his name wrong, David Savage? 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 I'm sorry, David. Got your name really wrong. Um, but basically, um, it was a, a webinar about intuition, and I think he said something like, I'm going to paraphrase this horribly, um, you know, sometimes we need the light so we can see things clearly and see through the world, but then you need the dark so you can feel through the world and feel things, and, um, I'm 1,000% somebody who disassociates, and I don't really feel my feelings. And that's probably growing up in a family where you were told not to cry, and you had to be strong, and, you know, you didn't really get get the opportunity and get the luxury to sit with your emotions and process them. Um, So trying to do that as a 29-year-old with one more month left in the 20s is a wild fucking ride I'll tell you that um but yeah being able to really feel your emotions is like uh that's another tough pill to swallow because it's also like feeling shitty about yourself it's about feeling 
horrible. And I think like my like late 20s, I really went through a lot of spiritual bypassing and this whole light and love shit. Like uh if you listen to this original podcast, man so I rebranded. <laughs> um if you're listening to Manifesting Mari, um that came out this year, um Some of you might be aware of a former podcast that I made, Manifesting with Mari, where I thought I mastered manifestation. (laughs) What a fucking idiot. (laughs) So a lot of those posts were like, oh, light and love. This is how. These are all coping mechanisms that'll help you through your shitty phases. And la, 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 la. I really thought. I still think I'm the shit. Um what was I saying? Yeah, I just realized the amount of spiritual bypassing that I was using. So I didn't have to feel my negative feelings. So like I gave a logical reason for why I felt shitty. Okay, I'm aware of the shitty and now I'm just moving forward from the shitty. And it's like, you know, sometimes we do need to sit with it. And sometimes we need to sit and question like, am I a good sibling? Am I a good person? Am I like you sometimes you need to take stock. Like, a big thing for me, it's like, am I a manipulative person? And to be honest, like, the answer is yes. I am manipulative in the sense that, like, I understand that what I do has a direct effect on what happens in my world. I sincerely believe that. And I know that I'm the kind of person where it's like, I can easily create a situation where I feel like I'm right and I feel like the other person's wrong. Um to the point where I make the other person seem like they're crazy. Listen, like, I'm not this, I'm not this great human being. I'm just here. I'm just a a human being, and I'm just learning shit. Um, And I fuck up. There have been so many times where I fucked up, and it's been hard to really look at, look that in the face, and, and still know that I'm still, I still have so much good potential, you know? And I lived what was that there was something on I think it was Jess's podcast she was talking about there's a difference between like guilt and remorse I'm gonna fuck this up again um it's like guilt like you really feel the blame um whereas remorse it's you feel the regret and you want to be better. Am I explaining this right? I don't fucking know. Listen to her podcast. You're welcome, Jessa. You just got two new fans. Because <laughs> I only have two people listening to this fucking podcast. And I love it. Um, but yeah, like, guilt versus remorse. Like, I think a lot of times we sit with ourselves and kind of, like, beat ourselves up. Like, with guilt, like, we kind of built, beat ourselves up with guilt. Like, oh, man, I feel so bad I did this. I'm the shitty person, da 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 Whereas, like, remorse is kind of like, wow, like, I'm, I feel bad that I did this, and all I can do is be better. And that's really what it comes down to. Like, all you can do is be better. And, like, at the end of the day, you can't expect people to um, see you differently. Because, like, like, people, you can only meet people from their own experience. As people can only meet you from your own experience, right? Like, as much as you want to be empathetic you know you can only meet people from your own experience and um what was i saying listen you fucked up 
it's okay. <laughs> we we'll, we'll we'll constantly fuck up. We are, you know, what did my friend say in that one? We're just like toddlers who are like learning how to walk. We're gonna get up and then we're gonna fall. We're gonna get up and we're gonna fall. You know, and it's just like my goal personally is just trying to be more conscious about how I'm fucking up so listen at least when I fuck up I'm not fucking up in the same way um you know my goal is to be able to to get out of these patterns where I'm functioning out of fear and lack um and you know realize when I am getting triggered um or when I'm functioning for other people rather than for myself right um in my intro thing, I talk a lot about functioning out of love. And I think rather than functioning, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, like, I've always functioned out of love for somebody else. But, like, I also need to function out of love for myself. Like, if I'm not, if I'm not putting myself and my needs and my truth first, like... How can I be able to really see clearly, right? And your truth is just like where you are right now. The good and the bad. There's no this or that. It's this and that. Like we have positive things about ourselves, negative things about ourselves. But, you know, being able to really take stock of where we are right now can help us improve. Like you can't. You can't, like, if you're trying to, like, be a better person, whatever that may mean for you, like, you can't actively do that if you don't really take stock of everything that you really have to take inventory. Like, what what good, what, what good things, what bad things, what negative, positive, whatever, however you want to describe it. Like, and it's like, okay, this is the person who I am right now. This is all of it. Like, how can I work with this in order to make better choices for myself and the people around me. Is that what I'm trying to say? I guess so. Um, wow, I've been talking a lot. Am I going to edit this? I don't know. Yo, it's like the silverfish thing on my ceiling. I don't, I, I don't want to deal with it, but I can't with this buggo. Do I just let it live? I don't, guys. I can't do this. <laughs> um, okay, well, um, yeah, the Patreon, I'll post it. You know what? I'll have it done by next week, and then I'll, I'll, I'll announce the things that are, um, what's it called? What am I fucking saying? I do need to edit this. God damn it. <laughs> Patreon, um, I'll post that next week because I just need to fine tune it. We're gonna, uh, you know what? I'm gonna make the old episodes of Manifesting with Mari available just so we can all have a good laugh about the bullshit that I decided to spout into this world. Um, because we're all having a good laugh now, right? I am. Who cares if you are or not? Okay. Um, yeah. So, I sh- shut up, Mari. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll s- see you next week. <laughs> Bye.
Thanks for listening to another episode of Manifest. Oh shit, okay, I almost forgot to do a reading. Let's do a reading. Let's do a reading, a motherfucking reading. Yeah, ooh, shit is already popping out. Okay. Okay, okay, cords, calm down. You gonna get out. You know what, this one just keeps coming out. Let's go. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, um... Yeah, so in the center we have our Six of Wands, Uh, to the left we have our Knight of Cups in reverse, and to our right we're having, we have our um, Strength card. So what I'm seeing is this, um, like leveling up is the word I'm looking for, Um, I feel like... um, there's a certain level of spiritual fulfillment um, that you may be working on. I feel like there's a certain level, like I like, like you're going on to the next phase. You're going into this. Uh, why do I want to say higher dimension? Um, and through, in order, as you're going through this, you're starting to release um, your dependence on other people. They're starting to release um, having other people depend on you. What am I saying? It's basically like releasing codependence, right? Kind of like coming into your own, making your own decisions for yourself and not really basing it off of other people, not depending on other people for validation or your own growth, but looking at yourself, looking at your own choices and coming into your own power. That's what I really see. I really see you coming to into your own power um, with the strength card. Um, I really see you, like, you know, I, I think, me personally, I'm really going through this you know, darkness and basically, like, facing your fears. Um, I think, I have a feeling there's this fear that you feel like you're lacking something. So you need to fulfill that with other things in your life or or you need to look to other people to help fulfill that for you. Um, when in the set, like you, you are your own whole person, like um, I think the spiritual journey that you are on. Um, is definitely going to allow you to. Um, I'm really seeing a lot of like facing your fears. I think a lot of the times um, we look to validation for other people in order to like, like, are we doing the right thing? Is this the path that I'm on? This and that, da 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 da. Like, you know, that's how, bruh, that's how fucking divination people and oracles and whatever, that's how they make money because people, you know, like I said, we have a really hard time listening to our intuition. And um, because we're not conditioned to and we double think and triple think and quadruple think ourselves, which is natural. Um, That's part of it. But I think once we start stepping into our own strength and start realizing that even our weaknesses can be our strengths, like our shortcomings is where our like um, there's another podcaster named Lacey Free. She does a whore pod. Uh, She talks a lot about how like um, like your weakness is your superpower. Um, which is something I'm exploring as well. So yeah, so this reading, long story short, um, I'm seeing you come into your power.
and wow that's fucking amazing great job congratulations um yeah if you want a reading hit me up on um instagram manifesting underscore mari um you can also email me i think at manifestingmari at gmail.com you know don't email me just message me (laughs) message me on ig if you don't have ig at this point i don't know how else to help you in this world um all right that's about it thanks guys bye Thanks for listening to another episode of Manifesting Mari. Please give me a follow at manifesting underscore Mari on Instagram. And tell your friends. Like, follow, subscribe, whatever it is on this, whatever you're listening to. Um, And yeah, have a great day.